three, two, one. And action. <laughs> Abra. 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 Welcome to the Welcome, Abra, listeners, po- to the Abra podcast. podcast. Macca, why the name, mate? Abra. Abra. <laughs> I got a feeling this is going to be our biggest, oh, greatest yeah, episode yeah. yet. What have you been up to this week, Russ? Uh, got a new worker yep. last night. Yep. Shout out to Tim Knott. I would request at 3 a.m. He doesn't crunch chips so fucking loudly next time. But apart from that, welcome to (laughs) the new workplace. (laughs) Oh, congrats. Um, How about you, mate? Oh, wait, no, the Dockers have been on tour, but we'll get to that later. What have you been doing? Not a lot. Uh, Cut me on hair. Got rid of all the blonde. I can tell. Yeah. yeah, that is. It's... Oh, we're on Zoom again, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, we can, if you can if figure watch... that out. If you're on the Patreon, you get to watch the video. You can see Macca's shitty hair. Oh, exciting. Oh. <laughs> um, that's about it. Well, that's fucking shit. You owe them. Oh, you're a... All right, well, we got a really <laughs> big episode today, listeners. Uh, what did we cover last week again? No, I did the hype-up bit last week. You can do this one. All right. So last week. With a bit of enthusiasm, please. Okay. Thank you. Two weeks ago, we covered Jack the Ripper, as well as the election. Suck it, we won. That was last week. That was a lot of weeks ago, the election. But officially, it's been called now. Um, oh yeah, that, Biden that, does have all the electoral votes. So, yeah, gotten them fraudulently. Yo, uh huh, bro. Oh, Vote actually, I, <laughs> I do have something on the election. Uh, I think it was Philadelphia court. They took it to the court, and they said, uh, "I watched an interview with Bill. You know, Bill Mayer, Mayher." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing an interview with him. I think it's Ma, Bill Ma. Ma. Oh, Bill Ma. And some like White House spokesperson. Anyway, he said, Where has there been any proof of this fraud? You know, you're well within your rights to claim it, blah, blah, blah. And he went, uh, There's actually been, there was no witnesses to our ballots. There were over 600 Democrat witnesses. And he went, What do you mean? It's not like we've had 100 elections and then this one happened. And then we went, Hang on. We should have had witnesses on our side. So they took it to court, Philadelphia court. And Mm. I've got the quote here. He said, the plaintiff, what is it? The plaintiff for the Trump campaign for the US 2020 election. How many witnesses were there counting your ballots for your side? And a quote from, says like Trump's lawyer or the Trump team. There were a non-zero number of witnesses watching the ballot. A that's a quote. It is not made up. There is a <laughs> non-zero number of witnesses. Well, and he said, when you say non-zero, can you specify a number? How many people were there? If it was non-zero, it was a number. And he goes, there were a non-zero number of, of witnesses watching the ballots being counted. And he, he said, just kept on it. Yeah, then the judge said, by saying non-zero, you are implying there are a number. 
what is your problem today and why are you in the court of law right now? <laughs> so, they've, you know, at least in Philadelphia, got laughed out of court. I don't know about the other states. Yeah, well, um, I think I think most of them have thrown them out now. I'm not sure if that's all of them, but... Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy his, um, his little speech that he's not doing this for him. He's doing this for the American people and for what's right. I, I mean, to, to be fair, it's not like it's unprecedented to contest an election. Like no. Al Gore and Bush, that took like three months to resolve. Um, and like... Well, yeah, it's just a Republic. The Republicans do it. Uh, Our goal was the Democrat doing it last time. Yeah, and then who won? Who won the 2000 election, Murray? It's completely opposite to this one. What do you mean? A Democrat challenged the election results and the Republican won. No, but the the problem. No, the problem was the the Republican led uh, court. We don't have to get into it. Yeah, George Bush it. won the 2000 election purely because they had the numbers in the Supreme Court, which is yeah, essentially the same as this election, except they couldn't get their legal cases to the Supreme Court. I mean, they may oh, still right. try. I mean, there yeah. were a few states you saw that, that were recounting and then Biden got even more votes. Than Trump. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> they'd have to pull a, a fucking worldie of a miracle today to, like, yeah, to yeah. actually get through. You know, they were saying they um, the stopped the count at uh, after election day so Trump would win and all the mail-in ballots wouldn't count. Stop, stop the count at some polling places and count the vote at others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, recount it. Anyway, it said the, the All Lives Matter crew aren't so much the all votes counted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, Trump's lost, Biden's in. So, <laughs> April listeners, we're ready to rip on the Dems for the next few years. Strap yourselves in. All right, I'll, I'll cover Biden because it's a bit easier. You can, you can cover Kamala for the next few years. Um, okay, yeah, that sounds fair. I mean, exactly, and because you're sexist, I know you'll hate your love. That's it. Well, yeah, that's I can find more (laughs) dirt on a woman than I could a man, anyway, especially a white man, too. So, fuck, I just realized Biden's probably perfect based on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we'll be able to find anything bad on the either of them because they're Dems for starters and they're the good guys. That's true, they're perfect. Yeah, that's a um, so yeah, what what are, <laughs> what are we doing for this bit? You never actually introduced any of the. Topics. Oh yeah, so many of us have watched the odd horror, have read a mystery, Sherlock Holmes, Scream, yep, Insidious. Anyway, the father of horror, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, We're nice. going to be covering him, his mysterious death, and someone who was. There's more to it. Anyway, Mac is going to be covering giants from biblical times. And, and maybe modern. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Is that the X-Files music playing? <laughs> Don't worry. It'll, uh, it'll come through. I'll edit it. Uh, also, I think last episode, someone said I was quieter. So, um, I, I, I didn't change that. That just needs to be you this time. You just need to talk into the microphone a bit more, brother. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, well done. So you're going to be talking about giants from biblical times. And what was your other piece? Um, spies, police spies in the UK. Oh. This oh, is a recent thing that's come out. And okay. um, we'll get into that a little bit. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me kick you off. Oh, right, do you want to go first? No, no, let's hear. Oh, actually, do you want to start with Giants and then we'll hear about Edgar Allan Poe because they're kind of horror Yeah, I really want to hear the Giants one. So go on. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> All right. So, um, Giants uh, are the, the first kind of, well, probably not the first. I mean, Giants have been around. There's like an idea for a while, right? Just big humans. But, um, the, the first, uh, um, I don't know, reference to them is actually in, in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And I th- as early as Genesis in, in some Bibles. Now, obviously, a lot of like the modern Bible, you won't find any reference to giants because they either just get taken out completely or just renamed and things like that. So in in the Bible, the original word for it is nephilim. Nephilim, I've heard of that. Yeah. So um, some some Jewish interpretations like say that they're fallen angels. Others uh, say giants, but um, and then just others just kind of leave it untranslated. But um, essentially, yeah, in, in old biblical times, um, before Noah. Um, and the big flood, there was just a group of these, um, you know, really, really tall human-like people mulling about, just hanging around, incredibly strong, um, you know, everything you would expect of a giant, that's that's pretty much them. Like but Jack and the Beanstalk? Not, not that big. Um I think they're meant to be around like seven, eight foot. Hold up. I, I know they, they have found, uh, like the ancient Greeks did tell a lot of stories of giants. A 12 and... foot giant. So they're, they're, they're meant to be around 12 feet. <laughs> um, yeah, well, here's the thing. that They did, like, um, and they have ha- found human-like bones around Greece, but modern scientists do kind of say that it's more more likely like mammoths and well yeah so um if you look at a mammoth's skull like that's that's what they say was the original um what they confused for cyclops because like a mammoth skull like you've got the the big tusk area and they're like they don't have separate eye cavities there's just one like kind of single thing so it just looks like a person would have had one eye <coughs> yeah but like if you take if you break the tusks off of a a, a mammoth skull it look yeah you could easily confuse that for a human oh shit at least i yeah, i reckon right. well there, there are a few signs that uh like humans did grow a lot taller than we are now but there's like over seven feet but there is like well I mean, we also grew shorter too. Like, uh, of course, there's going to be originally taller humans. Well, I, uh, I don't know. It's 
it just I've looked into it before and it doesn't seem like there's much basis for it. It only just looks like it's well, no, no, no. Uh, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think there were actual giants to the extent of what uh, these people believe. Like, uh, so this like translates obviously, um, like the Bible's uh, thing is okay. Noah got on the ark. The world flooded. Giants didn't get a ticket on the ark. All the giants died. Right. Oh. Some people are like, oh. No, <laughs> these giants were smart. They probably made their own boat or some shit like that. And that, you know, we've had giants surviving um, to this day. So I think, like, they kind of use this as, like, an excuse for Bigfoot. Bigfoot could be a giant. Just a hairy man walking around the bush. The Yeti, more than likely a giant. Well, Bigfoot um, got disproven. You know that famous video of Bigfoot walking around? Yeah. That That's two guys came out and admitted they did it. They never denied it was them. He just put on a gorilla suit and walked around. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, that's under... Like, I. that's not surprising. I don't think... Like, if I was to believe in a Bigfoot, it wouldn't be in America. I don't know... Yeah, it's too convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's possible. But if I'm believing in a Bigfoot, it's like a Yeti. An abominable abominable snowman. Oh, the abominable snowman. You know, the abominable... abominable, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) It it actually... um, I'm pretty sure it it was mistranslated. Snowman, what it meant, the original word was stagnant, meaning it just stayed there even when, like, there was a blizzard. And then it got mistranslated from like Japanese to Latin to English, mm. turning it into abominable, making it like this epic, like creature, like, you know, indestructible thing. Whereas <laughs> it actually meant it couldn't be taken down by the wind or some shit. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. Um, you got any more on giants? Um, yeah. So uh, the, there's a, a radio show in the States called Coast to Coast. And it's very much, I mean, we don't have, we don't really have an equivalent for it here, but it's like your UFO talkback radio. I think like, you would call that the Abra podcast. Yeah, pretty, pretty much actually like this. It's except that the people hosting it, like would believe almost everything that people say. Oh, right. Um, but like, there's been some interesting stuff on coast to coast, like, Fuck, we could do a whole episode on just coast-to-coast things, like uh, like CIA informants ringing up, and then, like, I mean... Is it half- bullshit? Coast-to-coast, <laughs> like-, like, they they are just, like, an alternative radio show. Like, they think Alex Jones, but less... Information? No, 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 less... Uh, more information, I'd say. Oh, <laughs> less like, charisma more yeah like it's not they're not trying to get like alex jones has a political agenda i wouldn't say coast to coast does oh, just, right. oh people call up i saw a ufo and it stole my dog and shit like that <laughs> um but they someone called up and they said that the smithsonian was the smith uh, it's a big museum in the states 
Uh, yeah, Smithsonian. Um, yeah. Had had evidence of giants and were, was destroying the um, the bones to uh, like to dist- get rid of all this evidence of giants. Uh, you know, the Smithsonian Museum's come out and said, "Yeah, that's all fake." Blah blah blah. I mean, yeah. It probably is. I mean, if we had bones of giants, I'm pretty sure we'd shut. Like, is that it? Someone rang up and went, "Oi, they're burning!" What? Are you, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> the problem is, I think the more wild thing is that, like, the the actual Smithsonian had to come, like, actually, like, replied to this and was like, "We do not have giants." Oh, fuck. Any publicity is good publicity. Well, the I mean, we yeah. should do that. Let's make up a ridiculous claim, like uh, Scott Morrison was drinking well, the blood of Maddie McCann. Oh, <laughs> well, that's dark. Well, I do know, um, well, we might get, yeah, that's pretty bad. I think also we need to, um, you know, pick pick a target that can't sue us as well, like giants. Well, no, ScoMo is a little bitch and all about politics. He wouldn't sue us. We have like 15 oh, people a, who listen I'm to this. I'm not 100% sure about that. Anyway, the reason why... I had to give that little. Um, I mean, this is I, more than likely bullshit. I'm uh, not even more than likely. This is bullshit again. But <laughs> we've got a, an even greater <coughs> giants article, right? Than the Smithsonian's burning the bodies of giants in the basement of their museum. Did U.S. special forces kill a giant in Kandahar, which I think is Afghanistan? Afghanistan. What what's the basis? Um, <laughs> Kandahar, yeah, is a city in Afghanistan. So, oh, sorry, no, Jamie again, everyone. Yeah, Ray. Yeah, yeah, look, it, it's getting uh, the problem is it's getting a little easier to do it without him. That's what I'm. Oh, has he been just, replaced? Just quietly replaced by the bots. Hey, that's it. All um, we had to do all this time was Google shit ourselves. Mm. Okay. Who, oh, who knew? Thanks to everyone who, who knew are, it would be so hard. Thanks to everyone who, who's been listening to the podcast and, and sending in your little Spotify wraps for the year. Oh yeah, uh, I was. I can't believe there was. We were actually on the top of some people's list. Yeah, I was fucking. We were probably about fifteen people. Ooh, I mean, yeah. someone listen listened to, to five episodes in a day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sebastian. That's that's criminal. What are you guys doing to yourselves? Ethan Kennedy, seven episodes in one day. Seven? That's seven seven hours? I know. That's like, he'd have serious brain damage by now. My (laughs) God. I fucking felt like I had brain damage after I tried to edit the last one, let alone listening to seven in a row. My God. Well, we want to thank all for, for listening, for supporting the pod and sending it around. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if you want to support the pod even more, uh, get on the Patreon, guys. You'll get the special... You get uh, extra episodes. Unedited version. You get the video podcast. Maka says the N-word in it. (laughs) I say the N-word in it constantly. You can't stop me. (laughs) Um, What else? Oh, oh, it all goes to charity this month, December. We got a Christmas That's appeal right. going on. We're donating all Patreon donations, I guess, to Beyond Blue. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. 
Well, no, we're not yeah. donating to the subscribers. Christmas is tough for some. so let's, Christmas let's, is tough for a lot of people. You know, let's try and make it good for some. And you get free <laughs> Abra episodes with it. Uh, yeah, so extra Abra episodes. That's, that's a win-win. <laughs> it's a donation that gives you something. So basically... It's, it's essentially a, not a donation. I don't know how we've managed to break the system here, but... Are we creating a new entire version? This of, is crazy. We're, of society. We're wrecking. We're going to be wrecking the economy, mate. Oh shit! We're taking them down. Oh, we're right. getting... well, well, thanks for everyone for listening. Appreciate. It. Thanks for everyone who's listened to Libyana Lights, the new Docker <laughs> single. The feedback has been astounding too. Christmas is special, baby. Now, All right. I'm making a video. <laughs> She'll be out on Friday. I expect every Abra listener oh my to Lord. subscribe to the dog. Save it for the end. <laughs> Shut up. No one's listening at the end. That's why we do it at the beginning. All right. It's time for Edgar Allan Poe. No, okay. I you fucking cut me off on my killing a giant <laughs> in Afghanistan. Bullshit. All right, well, of course on. it's fucking bullshit, but there's fucking details to the story. <laughs> All right, go on then. So, okay. Um, a, a an LA creator called Marzuli is a filmmaker. Blah blah blah. Has created <laughs> a, a TV show called Watchers. Who gives a shit? Anyway, he interviewed a mili- a military contractor who uh, said he witnessed um, a blade wielding giant kill another <laughs> soldier before being downed by a group of troops, whisked away by a transport aircraft, and hidden from public view. So not only have they, um, a giant has killed for starters, an American soldier. So I think we need to be going to war with these giants. That's too close to home. Oh, okay. Are we staging a coup or are we going to war with them? Um, you know, it looks like the war on drugs is over. The Dems managed to vote weed legalization through the house. Um, in the states, is there any, federally. Is there any evil so we need a new war. Allow. I know <laughs> that's crazy, and that I mean we've we've lost one war on, on their little checklist, so we need to put another one in there, fill the gap. War on giants. Agreed. I'm saying, couldn't agree more, friend. Um, but yeah, so the the United States now allegedly has this giant of Kandar. Um, but do you want to know the really interesting thing? I would love to. Lay it on me. This military contractor. Well, actually, sorry. The military, the, the military group that killed this giant went out because they heard like reports from like Afghanistan soldiers, like actual like Afghanistani civilians. Oh, yeah. the, the civilians always reported seeing a male and a female giant, Murray. And they only only killed a male. They only got one. <gasps> they only got one. Right. That is exactly how the US is going to be playing out over the next four years. They kill the male. Kamala goes into goes into power. That's it. It's that's. Are you that's, sure this wasn't a prophecy? <laughs> when they say giants, it's a metaphor for the the giant ones, the ones in power. In, well, yeah. Do you know what? Here's a little Abra scoop. Someone. Go on. I got in touch with this military contractor myself. I wanted to oh, verify this shit. story. <laughs> okay. Know what, what he said? 
He said what they actually that? did get the female giant. Oh, shit. And do you know what so, her name was? What was her name? Kamala Harris. And she's now and the they... first vice president giant. Let's get it. Round of applause. Oh, well done. Well done. I'm glad to well see done. the giants are finally getting some recognition. That's it. I, it's it's That's beautiful to see. You know? It is. So, so is Biden a, a giant as well? Is he a midget? Biden, a midget. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, Edgar let's get it. Woo! Woo! All right. Well, speaking of mysterious uh, disappearances, we're now going to talk about Edgar Allan Poe. So, Edgar Allan Poe was born in 1809 in Boston, and he was a short story writer, poet, critic, and editor. Where's Boston? It, uh, in the US, brother. Massachusetts. Uh, he's, he's some of his most famous ones, such as Murder, The Murders in Rue Morgue. It initiated the modern detective storytelling. And the atmosphere in his tales of horror have been unrivaled in American fiction. Have you ever heard of The Raven before? I have heard of The Raven. <laughs> yes. Well, he made The Raven. It's one of the best wow. poems in really? literature. So he was born the son I of... I don't know an, about that. Uh, one of. It's a bit of a copy. Oh, one of, yeah. not all Best, of. Po- most known poem, but... Abra. The Abra um, poem, yeah. The famed Abra poem. The Abra, yeah. So he was born the son of an, of an English-born actress, uh, Elizabeth Poe, and David Poe Jr., who was an actor from Baltimore. His mother died in 1811 when he was two. And he was taken into the home of John Allen, who was a merchant, who we presume was his grandfather, and his wife was barren. So they're like, oh, sweet, we get one anyways. Mad. <laughs> so he was taken to Scotland and England in like 1815, 1820, and was given a classical education and attended the University of Virginia. He, he was a bit of a gambler. Uh, Get it. And he lost a bit of money, and his guardian refused him to allow him to continue studying. Poe returned to uh, Boston and met his sweetheart, Sarah How old is he at this time. Uh, probably about 20. No, not even 18. So, yeah, he I was going to say he's got a gambling problem as a child. Oh, yeah, no, he's about 18 or so. So, when he, he's about 19, he goes back to Boston, meets a girl, gets engaged, Sarah Royster, and started to publish a few poems. Now, he was pretty poor, so he joined the army under the name of Edgar Perry. But on the death of Poe's foster mother, John Allen purchased his release, who was his godfather, Mm. and helped him get an appointment to the US Military Academy at West Point. Now, before he went, Poe published a new volume of, of little stories, such as Al Araf Tamerlane, or whatever, boring. He was expelled from the academy because he didn't go to any of the Is it just boring because you can't fucking pronounce the words in it? Yeah, pretty much. Come on, give us some. What do you write? All right. He made... Oh, I don't even know what that they mean. So I, he made a few poems. That's the point. We're going, Are you the serious? Big thing, 
the cool thing about this is the death. So I want to go through his little biography, then we'll get there. I mean, so he I returned to Baltimore. The poems are quite cool. Have you read a, a, a Edgar Allan Poe poem? Yeah, bro. story? Yeah, bro. You fucking have never read it. Have you seriously never read Edgar Allan Poe? Oh, I've read The Raven. Ah. <laughs> That's not yeah. a song. Yeah, bro. No, go on. So he fucking, where does he go? He returns. He, yeah, he published a few more, such as MS found in a bottle and won $50 from the Baltimore Weekly. He then became. That would be a lot for that day. Yeah, well, yeah, 1835 this was. So he's about, he's about 25. Hey, fuck that. Be, hold up. What's the exchange rate for 1835? Can you shut the fuck up and let me continue? Because the listeners are probably very disconnected with this story. Uh, is that? A, I'm assuming that's a yes. No, I'm looking continue. up the exchange rate. <laughs> Can't move on, fucking hell. Do you know how hard it is to find the exchange rate from 1855? Who fucking cares? That's a lot of money back then, you fuckwit. Yeah, good. Can I fucking get on with this shit now? Uh, fucking read. No one's interrupting you right now, cunt. <laughs> All right. You're about to. You're going, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he, he got a name as a critical reviewer and he was editor of the Southern Literary Messenger. Here's where it gets juicy. He met his younger cousin, Virginia Clem, who was only 13, and married her. I was hoping for more of a reaction there. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I wasn't allowed to talk. <laughs> okay, good enough for that. Wow, so his cousin. He got sacked from his job, apparently for drinking, and he was a bit of a drinker. Um, he'd have a glass of sherry, and then it'd set him on a spree. I mean, he was often seen in public acting kind of disorderly. And people thought he was a drug addict, but I his medical records show that he... Well, his medical records show he had a brain lesion. Oh, um, he published a, a long narrative, the narrative what's, of Arthur What's that Gordon do to him, man? Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm, I'm going to continue. Are you fucking serious? Like, you're just talking... You just spit random fucking facts. People want What's a brain lesion do to a man? It can fucking alter your, your bloody... Not everyone's a fucking state. doctor, you moron. It's still pretty simple. It could be like a, you could get it from a disease uh, or like bro, a Bro, you had literally fucking once had to explain what the Beatles were to an audience because what if the audience doesn't know what the Beatles <laughs> are? Oh, it's a brain lesion. That's fucking simple. What? You fucking dog. You don't know what a brain lesion is, what it does to you. You're fucking stupid. Stupid dog, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so brain lesions can can fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, all right. He wrote uh, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pin, and had a fair bit of factual material, but a few wild fantasies, and is also considered to be the inspiration for Herman Melville's Moby Dick. Uh, he became co-editor of the Burden Gentleman's Magazine in Philadelphia. And he wrote a few more, like The Fall of the House of Usher and William Wilson. 
who which were more supernatural horrors. So he he this is when he wrote The Murders of Rue Morgue, his first detective story, and Gold Bug, where he won a hundred dollars from the Philadelphia Dollar newspaper, which gave him great publicity. Do you want to know how in much a hundred dollars is worth in eighteen forty? No, because it will take you ten minutes and fucking more interrupting. Uh, so two thousand eight hundred dollars. Oh, that's not much. No, it's not. I thought it was going to be way more. Yeah. No. I mean, for, uh, I guess for like he writes very short stories too. For like he, max fifty pages. It's yeah, good for fifty true. pages. <laughs> So, in 1845, he wrote the poem, The Raven, which gave him national fame. He then became editor of the Broadway Journal and republished a lot of his short stories. Um, Now, this is when uh, he moved to a cottage in Fordham, which is in New York City. And in 1847, his wife, Virginia, died. Oh. So Wait, was that to, his cousin, bro? Yeah, the cousin. Whoa! The so he had a, he had a, he was engaged to another girl, Sarah Whitman. Didn't last long. Obviously, another girl. To him. But, yeah, and anyway. also underage too when they. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So this is when it gets interesting. He left for Richmond late, for Baltimore late in September where he died and the cause of his death is very interesting. So it was raining in Baltimore on October 3rd, 1849. And a guy who wrote for the Baltimore sun was walking along heading to Gunners hall, which was a public house. It was election day. And that bit is important. And Gunners hall was a pop-up polling location for that area. But when he arrived at Gunners Hall, he found a man delirious, dressed in shabby secondhand clothes, lying in the gutter. The man was semi-conscious and unable to move. But as Walker approached him, he realised it was Edgar Allan Poe. Now, worrying about the health of this poet, Walker stopped and asked Poe if he had any acquaintances in Baltimore that might be able to help him. Poe gave Walker the name of Joseph E. Snodgrass who was a magazine editor with some medical training. Immediately, Walker penned Snodgrass, sending him a letter. Letter said, Dear sir, there is a gentleman rather worse for wear at Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, who goes under the cognomen of Edgar A. Poe, who appears in great distress, and he says he is acquainted with you. He is in need of immediate assistance. Yours in haste, W. Walker. So on September 27th, a week earlier, Poe had left Richmond in Virginia, which was bound for Philadelphia to edit a collection of poems for Mrs. St. Leon Loud, a minor figure in American poetry at the time. Now, I can't believe that poetry was like a thriving industry. It's like, it sounds like legit. I guess guess it's somewhat thriving today, but definitely more so back then. I mean, that's the people just had fucking made up jobs. Like there's, you didn't need a degree to do anything. Like what the uh, I the thing that surprised me the most about that was like the guy's like oh do you know any doctors and he's like I don't know a doctor but I know a magazine editor like maybe he can help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Like, if, imagine if, like, in this day and age, if you, like, got beat up or something, you had to know of a doctor to go get help. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. So, he, uh, yeah, when Walker found Poe in his delirious disarray outside of this polling booth, it was the first that anyone had heard or seen of him since, his, since him leaving Richmond a week earlier. Now, he never made it to Philadelphia to attend his editing business. He didn't even make it back to New York where he'd been living to escort his aunt back to Richmond for his wedding. Oh, he got engaged again. There you go. Poe was never to leave Baltimore and he launched his career in the early 19th century. Sorry, this is this makes no fucking sense. So now Poe died on October 7th because he never regained consciousness and it was never explained how he had come to be found his own soiled clothes incoherent on the streets. Instead, Poe spent his final days between fits of delirium gripped by visual hallucinations. And the night before his death, according to the attending physician, Dr. John J. Moran and other witnesses, Poe repeatedly called out the name Reynolds. And Reynolds? Figure, Reynolds? R-E-Y-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N
left us with a real life mystery. <laughs> so let's go through some. <laughs> that was mine too. Oh. So let, let's, let's go into some of the, the theories. The first one is uh, he was beaten up. So one of the theories that kind of go with phrenitis or alcoholism was published by the biographer Oak Smith. And basically he got, he got beaten up because he was hitting on a girl at a bar, turned out to be someone's wife and he was drunk, left and wandered the streets, got robbed and beaten up. Yeah. Anyway, that one's pretty boring. Um, Here's a good one. Cooping. Cooping. Okay. So a lot believe that he fell victim to a practice known as cooping which was a method of voter fraud practiced by gangs in the 19th century. What? An unsuspect- voter fraud? But it- oh, shit. That's probably what happened this It'll, election. The X-Files music will be playing again. <laughs> so they, they would kidnap an unsuspecting victim, disguise him, force him to vote for a specific candidate multiple times under multiple disguised identities. And this was extremely common in Baltimore in the mid-1800s. And the polling site where Walker found the disheveled Poe was a known place that Coopers brought their victims. And the fact that Poe was found delirious on election day, that's not really a coincidence. Over the years, though, the cooping theory has become one of the, one of the more widely accepted explanations for Poe's strange demeanour before his death. And before Prohibition, voters were given alcohol after voting as a sort of reward. Poe had been forced to vote, vote multiple times in a cooping scheme and that might explain why he was so drunk. Oh. Now, in the late 1870s, Poe's biographer, Jay Ingham, received letters that blamed Poe's death on a cooping scheme. A letter from William Hand Brown, a member of the faculty of John Hopkins, explains that, yeah, general belief is that he was seized by one of the gangs and, yeah, drugged, dragged out, voted. and. I feel like that's, that's the one I heard. I've always heard. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Except the alcohol thing. Like, I guess he, he he liked his booze. So if he got the chance, he would, like, drink up at all. But, like, why would his captives just let him have all the alcohol? Or well, is it- Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that brings us to the third theory. That okay. it was just, he just literally was an alcoholic, and that's why he died. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he, like his whole life, he was known to be a drunk, and like he's, they said that his sister was similar. They'd have one glass, and they'd just be a staggering drunk. There's some sort of hereditary condition where they just couldn't handle their drink. Anyway, another one: carbon monoxide poisoning. So okay. in 1999, a public health researcher, Albert Donay, argued that Poe's death was a result of carbon monoxide poisoning from coal gas that was used for indoor lighting in the 19th century. He did this by taking clippings of Poe's hair and tested them for certain heavy metals that would reveal, would reveal the presence of coal gas. Like Metallica? <laughs> well, the test was inconclusive, <laughs> so many discredit this theory. Heavy metal poisoning, similar to the carbon dioxide one. Rabies was a very popular theory of that's why he died. A brain I mean, tumor. it's not really explaining how he got beat on the side of the street, but is it? All right, let's get into the best one. Murder. So the 2000 book, Midnight Jury, The Mysterious Death of Edgar Allan Poe, author John Walsh 
presents this theory about Poe's death, that Poe was murdered by the brothers of his wealthy fiancée, um, Elmira Shelton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, he did this by using evidence from newspapers, letters, and memoirs. And Walsh argues that Poe actually did make it to Philadelphia, where he was ambushed by Shelton's three brothers who warned Poe against marrying their sister. Frightened by the experience, Poe disguised himself in new clothes uh, and hid in Philadelphia for nearly a week before heading back to Richmond to marry Shelton. Shelton's brothers intercepted Poe in Baltimore, beat him up, forced him to drink whiskey, which they knew would send Poe into a deathly sickness. Now, Walsh's theory has gained little traction amongst, among Poe historians, but uh, the review or the journal American Literature Review called Walsh's story the only plausible um, theory for his death. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, there's some other weird stuff about Edgar Allan Poe. Have you ever heard of... Um, what do they call him? Oh, there's a name they call him. Anyway. Do, you know, do you know that... Um, I'll just spit this out here so I don't forget it. Uh, no one couldn't get couldn't get enough money for his fucking gravestone, right? So eventually what happened was like a rich fan of his <coughs> bought him a gravestone to like commemorate his body or his life and stuff like that. Fucker got his birthday wrong on the tombstone. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Mm. Easy issue. Um, so there is this very mysterious fucking thing that went on for about 60 years. Every single year on Edgar Allan Poe's birthday, a masked man would turn up to his grave between midnight and 6am and would leave three red roses and a bottle of cognac on his grave. Cognac. Cognac, my bad. So this um, started at not in 1949, which was the centennial of Poe's death, and went until 2009. Now, this somebody or some bodies would toast the famous author who was born on that day. Uh, no one ever tried to unmask the visitor, and the ritual was became known, and a small group of onlookers would turn up. Now, they called him the Poe Toaster, and he wore an all-black outfit with a white scarf and a big hat. And they've actually got – there's a photo that was put in the Life magazine in 1990 of it. Really? So, yeah. And some fairly, like, well-known people witnessed it too who would go thinking it would happen. So this is in Baltimore's Westminster burial ground. Um, Now, nobody knows why – he would toast the writer with con- cognac, was it? Yeah. You said. Uh, and the drink doesn't, because the drink doesn't appear in any of his works. He never seemed to like it. Um, yeah. There you go. Is this, uh, the, is it like the real grainy photo of some guy kneeling? Um, yeah, that would, yeah, that's one of them. Apparently, so, there's a new Poe toaster. Well, that's the thing. He hasn't been... There was a note left in 1999 saying that the torch had been passed and the toaster had died, leaving his sons or, I don't know, whoever to carry on the tradition. 
Um, but they haven't been seen since 2009. They came and went between the 19 to the early 2000s. But yeah, nothing has been seen since 09, 10 years or so. But I yeah, mean, it's weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not that weird. Like, it's not. It's not going to turn out that it was Edgar Allan Poe visiting his own fucking grave for a good 60 years, is it? I mean... Oh, you mean 160 years after he died? Oh, uh, yeah, true. I mean, it's cool, but also it's fucking tedious. You have to be a big Edgar Allan Poe fan to do that. Yeah, I know. Like, he wrote a few books. Great. It's awesome. Like... He's half decent. I'm, I'm like, I've read some of his stuff. It's all right. Yeah. I find it well, very hard to get scared by old horror. <coughs> yeah. What, like Frankenstein and that? Or even older than that? Well, see, like Frankenstein. Charles Dickens. Does Charles Dickens write horror? Oh, I guess it's well, Christmas story meant to be horrifying. That's just fucking weird. Do you know what? That did scare me. Like yeah, it's, the, the old version used to scare the shit out of me too. That fucking last uh, that, uh fuck that. That actually is scary. Actually, I take that back. Yeah, uh, I hate that movie. This old man who's just a grumpy fucking prick <laughs> ends up like yeah, and and goes and there's this other old man Scrooge who's ghost of Christmas. Is that what yeah. Scrooge is from? Yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge. They did a Christmas special at Doctor Who. I think that's he's anti-Semitic. He's meant to be a Jew. Scrooge. That's why he's got a hooked nose, doesn't like Christmas. Takes everyone's money. Is it actually yeah, anti-Semitic no, no, I story? think it's legitimately anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, well, Doctor Who did an episode based on it, and Dumbledore, the actor, played Scrooge. In did it. they? Yeah, yeah, it was a good episode, too. What season was that? It was their Christmas special after season five. Oh, that's like an old one, right? Oh, Matt Smith. Oh, I thought you meant like season five, the other end. You're starting. Ah, mate. Okay. The new, new Doctor Who, bro. Hey, bro. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't find Frankenstein that scary. I guess, um, but that's not, I think, the, like the text matter of Franken, I mean, that's with most horrors too. Like the actual format. <laughs> Well, not like a horror movie, but a book isn't meant to be scaring, but like the afterthoughts. Yeah, right. Like the big question in Frankenstein is like, who is the monster? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Is it Frankenstein because he's a literal monster? Oh, sorry. Is it Frankenstein's monster because he's a literal monster? Is it Frankenstein the doctor because he created the monster or is it the people? Because they couldn't, they wouldn't accept Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, that's true. I've got a, a good recommendation. Speaking of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, if you, if anyone has Amazon Prime, or you can just rent it, I suppose. Lano and Woodley's special on there. It is yeah. the funniest shit, and What's they do that a bit got of, to do with Frankenstein. Well, they do a bit on Frankenstein in it, mm-hmm. and it, it is fucking funny. I've oh. got another recommendation. I've got a Frankenstein recommendation too. I'll let you keep going. Oh, with yeah? yours. No, no, go on. No, yours is oh, okay. more Thank Frankenstein you. related. Um, no worries. You know, you watch Stranger Things, I'm assuming. Oh, I saw the first season. You know like, the yeah. sheriff in that? Yeah. 
He did this really fucking whack 30 oh, the minute talk show. No, no, no. 30 minute like mockumentary thing called Frank. Oh, fuck. This is Frankenstein's Monsters, Monsters, Frank. Oh, fuck me. It's. Uh, it's yeah, it's something confusing along those lines. Frankenstein's monsters, monster. It's on Netflix. Just look up Frankenstein's monster. I'm sure it'll come out. Is it any good? It's fucking hilarious. Oh right. It, it like it's it mixes between the Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frankenstein, and it's yeah, right. like it's about his dad who was an uh, like a teleplay actor. But it's all fake, and all the scenes of him, of his dad, is just him acting. It's 32 minutes. It's honestly one of the funniest fucking things I've seen. It's really yeah, right. good. Speaking of Netflix, I got one. Mm. I, it was, this has to be like up there. You know, there's that whole, there's, there's you know, straight to video. There's yeah, a whole yeah. new category of straight to Netflix. And well, yeah. This movie was so fucking shit. I oh, you were going like, to talk about this last week, but you didn't. Oh, Holiday. It's called yeah. Holiday. I kind of... Do you know what? Shittest. I was fucking half going to watch it too. Oh, it's so shit. It's just like every... every. It's so American. But then there's this Aussie guy in it who's all... And he's the Aussie guy's meant Aussie to be guy. like the main character too. Right. Well, I suppose he's the second main character. It's Emma yeah, Roberts. The girl and, and the guy. Yeah. yeah, and he is the shittest actor I have ever seen. I don't know how... Is he actually Australian? Yeah. Or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is, but he tries to pull out these, like, Aussie kind of, like, slang in the movie. Yeah, but I mean, that that's cool not him. Aussie. That's the writer. I know, but him doing it, he's such a shit actor. It doesn't sell, and you're just there going... Oh, yeah, but he's not. He's like, I, I, it's just Australians shouldn't be allowed in movies unless it's done by an Australian. I think that's the <laughs> okay. We'll make that the rule then, will we? No, well, no, I think it should be because we're honestly like that rarer breed to try and capture. Like, well, any, we have like any American uh, will not be able to write an Australian role. Wait, so you mean you can't have an Aussie being an Aussie in a movie, in a blockbuster? But you can have an Aussie acting as an American or another country. No, 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 no. Uh, you can't have an Australian character in a show or movie unless there's an Australian writer purely for that character. Yeah, but the Australian writer would be writing for like an Australian audience, not an American audience. So it would be the same problem. Um, what? I'm trying to get authentic Australian act uh, characters on screen. Okay. None right. of this like crocodile. Either Dundee, way, this guy shit anymore. This guy was one of the shittest actors I have ever seen in my life. He was he was shitter than what's a real shit movie that we've seen? We've seen a few. He's a shit actor. That's what I mean. Um, what's he, that, it what's was, that movie you love? Uh, the, oh, Charlie Country, <laughs> the Charlie Countryman. Oh, yeah. best movie of all time. Nah, Shia LaBeouf's a great actor. <laughs> no, I do. I love Shia LaBeouf too. Yeah, he's a sick guy. Um, Is he right, doing well, things anymore? 
Yeah, yeah, he was in like two movies last year. One of them was like apparently amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And and he's he was in like three movies, I think, and they were all really good. Apparently, there was one called The Peanut Butter Falcon, and it was about he's kind of he goes on the run with this Down syndrome boy, and it's mm-hmm. like a nice feel good adventure story, and they're like camping out in the bush. It looks mad, and then there's Honey Boy, which is about it's about his life and his dad, and he plays his own dad. Oh, yeah, I, apparently job. it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. He is, it, he's legit, like, best actor. Oh, it's like, weird him. how he went from, like, triple-A kind of, like, Transformers to just really fucking <laughs> out there, just quality actor. Well, look look at his roots. He was, a, when he was 10 and he was even Stevens. He was amazing then. Remember Holes? Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in Holes. Yeah, yeah like he's been so... doing it for fucking forever. Hey, that's it. That would take yeah, its yeah. toll. Oh, it did. He was like an alcoholic for a few years and got arrested and was yeah. in rehab for a while. And then yeah. he did. Uh, you ever seen Fury? No, I never saw that one. That is, oh, that is such a good fucking movie. You, that yeah, is... you would love Fury, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, Brad Pitt, World War Two. You got Shia LaBeouf <laughs> in it as well. It couldn't go wrong. Do you remember where he did that thing where he's like, oh, yeah, I just hired out a movie theater in California. I'm just watching all my movies in a row. And he live streamed Yeah, everyone just come watch my movies. And it was just a video of his face watching his movies all the time. What about when that Shia LaBeouf musical thing where Shia LaBeouf's a cannibal, that three-minute video? Oh, yeah. What the? (laughs) That's so fucking wild. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, How long are we at, Macca? Uh, we're at 50 minutes. We gotta All right. do a little bit more. Oh, uh, right, you want to do your Ravens? Yeah, give us your spy thing. Oh, fuck yeah, I forgot I was doing that. Um, fuck, where's my uh, oh. yeah, okay, right, spies. Um, so there was a uh, in the I think it's 1965, this um guy hits up the british parliament he's a he's a cop um Wolf. and oink oink yeah fucking dogs and um at that <laughs> point in time they're having oh excuse me a lot of um trouble sp- particularly in regards to uh uh anti vietnam protests in england and uh so this, um, he, he was a police officer, approaches parliament and he's like, look, I, if you guys want to give me funds, I will start up a new um, police squad. And, what is this? The 70s? Uh, just a, a 60 starts. The, they get the funding in 1968. Okay. So their first... Um, uh, so yeah, he gets the funding to start this thing called the London, uh, sorry, the Special Demonstration Squad. So essentially, these guys were purely an undercover unit, and their main goal was to um, target political groups. And this wasn't just you know like what you would expect from a police state. Like they're not targeting like just domestic terrorists or anything like that. It was literally like any political organization. 
So um, a big thing is fox hunting in England. Uh, It's like an old royal sport. They send some dogs to chase some foxes and shoot them. The Queen does it. Heaps of people in England still do it. Some people don't like it. There's a lot of, like, they call them fox hunting saboteurs. I don't know what you do to fuck up a fox hunt, but they do it. And they would just go out and fuck up fox hunts. But, like, groups like like that were being infiltrated by the police, like environmentalists and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, these guys would literally, like, just pop out out of nowhere and, like, start turning up to these meetings and be like, oh, you know, I'm, like, kind of new in the area. I don't know anyone. And they would just start building, like, these really big relationships with these activists in all these groups like uh they got into relationships with people i mean this is like some really fucked up stuff for just undercover police to be doing to citizens who aren't committing crimes um yeah yeah like at the end of the day fucking up a fox hunt i i mean maybe it is in england but it's not really a criminal offense to like blow some loud whistles to scare foxes but these people were like uh, getting into relationships, and this is uh, this is the worst part to me personally. But a woman was got got pregnant by an undercover cop, had the child. He already had kids to another family, and then after his like employment stint was done, do, done this undercover thing, just disappeared, and left this fucking kid. Uh, this this woman with a child that is now not going to grow up with the father. What the fuck? Yeah. And this is sanctioned by the the fucking police. Anyway, um, so yeah, it starts in 1968. Uh, The special demonstration squad officially finishes up in 2008. Yeah. And is taken over by something called the National Public Order Intelligence Unit, which runs from 1999 to 2011. Um, So there's now a public inquiry coming out in England, and that's going to, that starts in 2023. Um, You know, this, uh, the problem is that, you know, uh, like it's something we talked about with the Nazi stuff, like with the spinner is people like stop hearing about the stuff like we see bad things happen in the past and then it comes up to modern times and we just think they've stopped doing it like yeah yeah not only is this going on in england still uh, i mean it's more than likely still going on in england it's going on in new zealand it's going on in america it's going on in australia and it will continue to go on. And this is literally like people, just average citizens who aren't really committing crimes are being fucking spied on. And like what a lot, like the tactics for a lot of these um, police are to do is to kind of just shut down, like, well, not even shut down, is just to kind of um, uh, stop these groups from being as effective so these people like these cops got into like high ranking positions of these groups eventually and this is something that happens all the time like they did 
the UK and MI6 did it with the IRA, like would uh, get into positions of power, vote a tax that would make the IRA like look bad and get the IRA to attack, like do these attacks against their own interest. And like spies from the British side were organizing attacks on the British essentially. Yeah. But um, so yeah, this keeps happening just in like a, a obviously less criminal position, not the IRA, but like just environmental activists, and like this is they they say it's currently a big problem happening in what's that big fucking environmental protest group that was massive like last year, but have kind of dropped off now because of um, COVID. No, 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 no. It's like, uh, it's extinction something. Uh, I haven't heard of them. You, you would have heard, you would have seen their shit everywhere. It's like a fucking hourglass or something. How You would definitely, extinction rebellion. Yeah, right. Have you no, not I've heard of not. this group? Extinction rebellion. No. They were the, they were like in Queensland, like gluing their arms to the road and shit. Holy shit! In terms of protests, oh my god! But they nice. think it's like a massive problem that's <laughs> happening, like within them currently. Yeah, um, is like police are just, um, yeah, like getting into relationships with people. Like um, some uh, one uh, of the victims described it as like a rape by the state because when you look at it, like. It, it is really what they're doing. Like if you, any, any other human being, if you started a relationship up with someone that like everything you said was a fucking lie, like you lied about, I don't know, that your father had died just to get closer to them. Like that, that is coercive sexual assault. Like, yeah, right. And, and the police are just getting away with this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's sound. and like the, the the big revelation recently is is that you know this is happening in the UK and uh like the way that they found out it actually happened to an Australian woman Australian woman too and the undercover police officer got back in touch with her like she now lives in Sydney and the guy got in touch found her got in touch and said look um I was an undercover cop this whole time like, um, I was sent to infiltrate you. Um, like, I was spying on your friend, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah. Fuck. Like, that's, uh, these people have like five year fucking deployments as being like an activist in these groups. Can you imagine li- like forming a relationship with someone over five years and for that to have all been manufactured? Like, they literally tailor these people's fucking backgrounds to you. Oh, we shared the same interest in this, the same, <laughs> like... They live together? Can't, one of these people got one pregnant. They, they full-on formed relationships. People got married. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, I think All for a lie. Really, I think... Really good movie, Allied. Allied? Brad Pitt. Don't, don't look up the plot. Look up. Just watch Allied. All Brad right. Pitt. Really I'll, good movie. I'll give Back it a guess. I've got to run. Abra listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to go back face to face next week. 
That's maybe it. Maybe a special guest. Bringing a very special guest. coming up. Oh, is get our, on the Patreon. Is our Christmas episode next week? No, it's next week. It's next week. Week before Christmas. Oh. I'll make it the week after. Okay. All right. Hey, bra. Hey, bra. Bye. Bye.